This is Rama for Today. And he said, say to the mother, mother, say to Satan, Satan, I'm walking in love. Take your hand off of my child. I didn't get the words out of my mouth till she turned and pointed to that child who was in the preliminary stage of these seizures and said, Satan, I'm walking in love. Take your hand off of my child. And immediately the child was all right. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on love, the way to victory. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Praise His holy name forever. Well, thank God God's Word works. But this lady from New York said, Well, I'm going to be here all the weekend away. I'll wait toward the end of the week to get into the healing line. But as she came to the day services, and we began to teach and share some of these things, same things, she said, well, I see uh, something because, you see, this lady, this was several years ago, and she had been in, uh, I suppose, in every leading healing evangelist in America had laid hands on her. Now, you know folks ought to have enough sense to know that if they don't receive healing after hands have been laid on them at least a few times, and particularly by those that are especially used of God, that something has to be wrong with them. But you see, too many times they, they won't lay it off on somebody else. They need to check up on themselves. And so she said, I, I began to see something. I said, before I get in that healing line, I'm going to have to call my brother and ask him to forgive me. She went on to explain to us that 25 years, not 25 years before the time she was talking to us, 25 years before the crusade she's in here, because the crusade uh, took place two years before she was talking to us. And she said, I had not spoken to my brother in 25 years. When my mother died, our mother died, and I don't know, she didn't say, but maybe, you know, over some property or something, we had a falling out after my mother had died. Just the two of them, you see, brother and sister, and had not spoken. Both of them claimed to be Christians. And now she's got into the charismatic movement, got filled with the Holy Ghost. And she had been listening all the time. The Holy Ghost would have let her out of it. But when she heard the word, the Holy Ghost did begin to witness to her. And so she said, uh, uh, and so they hadn't spoken to one another. In 25 years, an only sister and an only brother had no communication with one another. Over a quarter of a century. She said, I said, I see what I've got to do before I get in that healing line. I've got to call him and ask my brother to forgive me. And so she said, just as soon as that morning service is over, I found me a pay telephone. Now she knew where he lived, because he still lived the same place he had lived. Didn't have his phone number, but went through the operator and got his home phone number, talked to his wife and got his offing number, and phoned him. And the minute she said, told him who she was, oh, he said, I'm so glad you called. I've been thinking about calling you. She said, well, I just wanted to call you and ask you to forgive me. I was wrong. I did wrong. Oh, no, no, no. He said, you wasn't to blame. It was me. I've been intending to call you and ask you to forgive me. I'm the one that's to blame. No, she said, you're not. I'm to blame. No, he said, I know I'm to blame. No, she said, I'm to blame. Well, he said, no, I'll take 80% of the blame, then you can take 20%. No, she said, I'm more to blame than 20%. So finally they agreed to just take 50-50. 
and both of them asked him to forgive. You will forgive me though, she said. Oh yes, he said, I forgive you, you forgive me. And said, you're going to come to see me, aren't you? Yes, he said, I'm down here in Tulsa at a meeting. And just as soon as the meeting's over next Sunday, well, I'm coming back to New York State and I'm coming to see you. And so they left. Closed the conversation. So she said, I went away from that telephone booth just a feeling good, you know. Had me a lunch. Went to my motel room, take a little nap, get in the service tonight. I'm going to get in that healing line tonight and get my healing. Laid down, rested for a while, and took a nap, woke up, all of her symptoms had disappeared. <laughs> she said, she said, I came out to the service that night and tried to find something so I could get in the healing line. Never felt so good in my life. All my stomach problems are gone. Every symptom's disappeared. All my respiratory breathing problems are gone. I couldn't find anything. So I said, well, no use of me getting in the line. I've already got what I needed anyway. Hallelujah. Praise God. And two years have come and gone, and she still was well. Amen. Praise God. Now, you see, the moment she started walking in love, then she could claim the promise. While I'm talking, you turn back to the Old Testament, to the 15th chapter of, of Exodus. I made reference to the fact uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, on, on occasion when a young couple had a little girl about three that was taken with epileptic seizures and uh, they wanted us to come and pray the Lord said go and as we went the Spirit of God said to me in fact it was just like somebody sitting in the back seat of our car that's how real it was to me he said don't pray for the child don't lay your hand on the child well they'd call for prayer and of course that's scriptural all right they'd call for laying on hands that's scripture all right but you see there are times that you don't need to lay hands on anybody in, in fact if, if certain conditions are not met you can lay hands on people till you wore every hair off the top of the head and they wouldn't get a thing in the world out of it but a bald head <laughs> amen that's the truth I don't mean to be sacrilegious but it's just absolutely the truth and so the Spirit of God said to me, or the Lord by the Spirit said to me, don't pray for the child, don't lay your hand on the child, say to the mother. And this came as revelation to me, I'd never seen it that way before. Under the old covenant, I said to Israel, walk in my statutes, keep my commandments, do that which is right in my sight, and I'll take sickness away from the midst of you, and the number of your days you will fulfill paraphrasing that and I never thought about that before see I knew the Old Testament said that but the Holy Ghost said to me Jesus through the Holy Ghost said to me paraphrasing that into New Testament language you walk in my commandment of love keep my precept of love do that which is right in my sight which is to walk in love because see we've already read love fulfill the whole thing I'll take sickness away from the midst of you the number of your days you'll fulfill well, if he takes sickness away from the midst of it, that means you won't ever be sick, doesn't it? And the number of the days you will fulfill. Praise God, how many of you want to do that? Well, the Bible tells you exactly how to do it. Now, for just a moment, let's turn back here and see that. Incidentally, I spoke those words to that mother, and he said, Say to the mother, Mother, say to Satan, Satan, I'm walking in love. Take your hand off of my child. I didn't get the words out of my mouth till she turned and pointed to that child who was in the preliminary stage of these seizures and said, Satan, I'm walking in love. Take your hand off of my child. And immediately the child was all right. I mean, it stopped right then. Well, now somebody said, well, yeah, but now she was walking in love just a few days before she wasn't because she told me I hate my mother-in-law. 
But she got over into love. She said, what am I going to do? I said, act like you would if you did love them because you do love her. I mean, if you don't love her, you're a murderer. You read that 15th verse. We read, you know, the 14th verse a while ago of 1 John 3. We know we passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that hateth his brother is a murderer. Isn't that what the next verse said? And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. If you're born again, you have eternal life abiding in you. You have the life of God abiding in you. You have the love of God abiding in you. Amen? I don't like the way Christians use that word hate. It's not in my vocabulary. Amen. I don't even like to say I hate spinach because I don't. I may dislike some things, but I don't hate them. I don't even hate things, much less people. And yet I hear born again, spirit-filled, charismatic Christians. I overhear them sometimes saying, I just hate old so-and-so. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. No, they really don't, because if they really do, they don't have the life of God in them. They don't have the love of God in them. And they're a murderer. But what's happening is that that love that is in them, they're not responding to it. They're letting their natural thinking dominate them and their flesh dominate them. And they need to crucify the flesh, and that's hard, isn't it? That don't feel good. Amen. And they need to get their mind renewed with the Word of God and let the love of God abide in them and be made manifest in them. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 And so, here in the Old Testament, now notice what he said. And, and let's see if it's available to us. Here in Exodus, the 15th chapter and the 26th verse, and said, that is God said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of of the Lord thy God will do that which is right in his sight, will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now there's a little explanation here before we get into this for the simple reason that if you read from the King James translation, you'll get the impression that God literally actually puts disease or sickness on people. Now, first of all, said, well, that's what the Bible said. Many Hebrew scholars uh, bring out the point that in the, some of these Hebrew verbs should have been permitted or translated into permissive sense, not the causative sense. And in fact, it should have been translated like this. The Lord will allow you to be smitten. The Lord will allow these plagues to come upon you. Now, you see, there are many other verses. Let's look at some of them. You see, you don't have to know a thing in the world about Hebrew or homebrew, any other kind of brew. <laughs> Amen. Just, just, just know how to read. Let's look at some more verses here that have been translated in the causative sense, and we'll see that this should have been in the permissive sense. Now, for instance, Isaiah, the 45th chapter, the 7th verse. I'm reading the King James translation. It reads like this, that God said, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, I want to ask you the question, because you read the rest of the Bible. Does God create evil? No. See, if God did create evil, that would make God a devil. Now, God may permit evil, but he does not create evil. Amen. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. 
You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagan and Pastor Hagan and the rest of the Hagan family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagan's two-CD set called How to Know the Will of God. Next is Kenneth Hagan's CD entitled A Place Called There. And last but not least, Lynette Hagan's book God's Positioning System. All three resources are for the special price of $16.50. That's 50% off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Camp meeting's coming up That's in right. a couple of weeks. Absolutely. July 22nd through the 27th. Uh, it begins Sunday night at 6 p.m. And then Monday through Friday, 10 a.m., 2.30 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. <laughs> yes. And also, along with camp meeting for the adults, for the grades mm-hmm. 6 through 12, so we have Summer Blitz. It begins mm-hmm. same yes. times. And uh, they and we ha- have children's services oh, as yes, well. Oh, yes, we do have the children's services as well. Uh, and except now they do not have an afternoon service uh, for okay, the children. Yes. They have the morning and the night and the afternoon. And then the Summer Blitz, Friday is a very special event. They have they do something special. I don't know what they're doing this year. You know, they're know. always doing something. That's so right. I can't keep up with that. <laughs> that that's somebody else's responsibility. But you can go to rhema.org and find out all yeah, about Yeah, find out it. all the information. That's yeah. right. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on Love the Way to Victory. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.